Welcome back. This is my podcast, Just Now, where we talk about things that matter to me and you. Today we're talking about manipulative people because I feel like that's what's consuming my life as of lately. Manipulative people latch onto empathetic targets to exploit innate qualities. People who care, people who are gentle, kind, avoid conflict, and seek to make others happy. Manipulative people find me. I'm always told, Nellie, you're too nice. You're too nice, Nellie. Don't be so nice. I never understood that. All I wanted in the world was to be a kind soul to others, to be a smiling face to others, because I know what it's like to have someone be so mean to you. But I didn't realize that my kindness would attract these negative, toxic people. I even wrote notes for this one. I'm so prepared um, because I wanted to do some research on manipulative people to talk about the tactics that they used and um, I'll give you stories and examples from my life as I sit here and wait for my tea to cool down. Just another chat between me and you. Nothing too formal, too fancy, just us talking. So Jake Blakeway said, when a toxic person can no longer control you, they try to control how other people see you. And we'll get into that when we talk about um, when they devalue you and when they, you know, really try to change the subject to evade accountability and that turns into smear campaigns and stalking. So that, I thought that was a great quote, when a toxic person can no longer control you, they'll kind of try to control how others see you. They twist the story to make themselves a victim. And I, upon doing research and reading and looking at my own life, looking inwards, I realized that you get what you tolerate. And I am currently in a relationship, and my significant other was getting so angry that I was entertaining these negative people with my kindness because I have trouble saying no. And that is a huge, huge thing that I'm working on. But you can be a kind person with a kind heart and still say no. I think that's going to be the message of today is that you can be a kind person with a kind heart and still say no. So abusers seem needy. They're a bottomless pit. They make more and more demands over time. I had this person in my life who made me feel needed and wanted, and he saw how lonely I was and how sad I was and how much I wanted to matter to people, and he thought this is the perfect opportunity. This is my next target, and he latched on to me. He would call me at 2 in the morning, 3 in the morning, 1 in the morning, drunk, probably high on cocaine, to really make me feel bad for him. It was a power thing. And he, you know, opened up to me, was vulnerable to me, but in a sense of, you know, I opened up to you. You, you, does like, you owe me. I, I don't do that for other people. I did that for you. And it would kind of twist it. So I become suddenly the person in the wrong. And it gives me guilt. And the one thing 
and that most people that are friends with me know, you can guilt me into doing anything because I feel so genuinely bad that I will do it, even if I really, really don't want to. So, they are bottomless pit. They twist what the story, so they're the victim. And I had this person who very clearly hurt me. They were talking poorly about me, spreading rumors about me. They were being mean to me. And suddenly, when our friendship ends, it's all, Nellie did this to me. Can you believe Nellie? I only talk to Nellie because I pity her because she has no friends. And suddenly I'm the villain. And this person is the victim. So, a thing that manipulative people will do is, it's called gaslighting. It's a way of making you detach from reality. It disables you from feeling justified in calling out abuse. So, it will distort, distort and erode a sense of reality. They'll use phrases like, that didn't happen, or are you crazy, or you imagined it. And in my case, it was, I never said that. They're lying to you. And it makes me feel like I can't trust anyone but this person. And they really, really did a good job of convincing me that, yeah, everyone, everyone's lying to me instead of just this one person talking trash, which it was just this one person talking trash. Um, so gaslighting is like a huge tool that they use in a way to counteract that if you find yourself hearing those phrases from a manipulative person, from a manipulative narcissist, abuser, you can ground yourself in your reality through a supportive network of people. So for me, my supportive network is I tell my mom everything. So when this guy goes crazy and he calls me at 2 a.m. the next day, I tell my mom or I tell my sister. Um, I tell people who are very unattached to my life and where this is happening um, that just know me through blood relation and that they're not in this circle of people, they're not in this community, they're just really an outside voice. And then I have people within the community that this is happening, and my friends that I am very vocal about, talk to them about it, cry about it with them. It seems to be a topic that comes up every day. And it helps me to remember, like, no, this person is bad. No, this person isn't good for you. No, this person can jeopardize your relationship that you're in. This person won't stop. So they'll also change the subject to evade accountability. Now, when you're arguing with someone who's a manipulative, narcissist, abuser, they're really good at being charming and making you forget why you're arguing and everything's suddenly against you and you didn't know that you were the problem. You thought you were the victim and then suddenly when they realize that they're losing you, they're going to change the subject. So the other day I was having an argument with this manipulative abuser and I was shocked when he immediately changed the subject like nothing was wrong to bring me to something happier, upbeat, that might connect me to him. That might make me be like, oh, he's such a great guy. He did this for me. But really, when you look deeply at it, it was like I didn't ask him to do that. I didn't want him to do that. 
and there were another few different variables to the situation that I wasn't okay with. So really, he didn't do me any favors. Um, they'll also really focus on smear campaigns and stalking. For me, the smear campaign was basically making me seem like a slut. And I've experienced this in high school, but I'm an adult now, so you'd think that adults would just act like adults. But apparently, you know, that's not true. So I'm, I'm fortunate enough that the people who I'm surrounded with have a good idea of my character. So they didn't believe it. A few people questioned it. I had people ask me, do you think you could hang out with this person and not have sex with them? I'm looking at them like, mm, what, what do they, are, are they going to put a spell on me that suddenly I can't resist them? I thought we were friends. That's the whole thing. My whole thing was I thought I was this person's friend and they had other intentions in mind. So smear campaign ended because suddenly this person has no one to talk about me to. Everyone kind of realized that he's kind of negative and that they don't like his energy. And here I am, radiating good vibes and just going on with life. So I have a circle of friends. And it turns into stalking. Seeing me whenever he can. Coming over and talking to me whenever he can. Even when he's told not to. Calls me at 1 a.m. trying to talk. Tells me to text. Text me like nothing's happened. And then tries to get a tearful apology out of me, saying I hurt him, I nearly broke his heart. And then kind of twist things and bring in my relationship. And I just felt like he was always watching. He was always there. He was always trying to talk to me. To the point where I had my two close friends constantly around me to make sure that he wouldn't come up to me. Now, a way to see if they're a manipulative person is that they do this thing called devaluation, where they'll devalue you, or mainly they'll devalue their ex-partner to you. They'll body shame them, they'll talk poorly about their personality, they will really trash them to you. And just remember that you are going to be an ex-partner. This is not your soulmate, this is not your person, this is not who you end up with. One day, you are going to be another sentence out of his mouth, or her mouth, or their mouth. And they love to test boundaries, and they do this thing called hoovering. So they're constantly going to try and test boundaries to see where they can trespass and push the envelope. So this person will constantly try and test your boundaries, and this is what the person I'm dealing with does. He will say something that he knows will offend me. Maybe it will be about eating disorders. Maybe it will be Im about immigration. Maybe it will be about the way a girl looks. Maybe it will be about drug use. And he knows it will affect me. So he does it. Just to see how far he can go to get a laugh out of someone else or laugh out of himself. And what's my reaction going to be? Highly manipulative people don't respond to empathy or compassion. They respond to consequences. So me being, oh, it's okay, so loving, so caring, so maternal. No, they don't respond to that. They respond to consequences. 
So the moment I stopped caring, the moment I wasn't interested, the moment that I moved on, like I really moved on, is when I caught their attention. And that's when they do this thing. They hoover back with sweet promises, fake remorse, empty words of how they'll change only to abuse you even more. You have to end the cycle. Remember, you can be a good person with a kind heart and still say no. So how do we deal with manipulative people? What do we do? Are they always going to be in our life? Probably. You're going to interact with a lot of people in your life and one is bound to be a manipulative, narcissist, abusive person. But what you can do is ground yourself in your support group. Write down what happened so you know it can't be taken away by gaslighting. Tell other people what's going on. Be vocal. Ask for help. Say no. Say go away. Say I don't want to be your friend or I don't think this is going to work out or we need time apart if that's the gentlest way you can say it. But you don't have to be gentle. This is your life. You can say no. And I think that's something I'm learning myself, to say no. I'm bad at it. Oh, God, am I bad at it. I feel guilty a lot. If someone hurts me, suddenly I'm mad at myself for putting myself in that situation to let a person hurt me. I am someone I take on so much emotion, so much emotional pain that I'm surrounded by manipulative people because they know that I'm so kind and empathetic and that they can get what they want. But my kindness is not weakness. And I think that's important to remember. My kindness is not weakness. So that's my thoughts on manipulative people and kind of how to identify their behavior um, in case you're interacting with one now. If you are, I hope you get out of this friendship, I hope you get out of this relationship as soon as possible, and I wish you the best, thank you for listening to this one, it was a bit more prepared, a bit more reading my notes that came out, um, to get me back into the swing of things, but if you have any requests of things you'd love to hear me talk about, let me know, um, I have possessiveness in relationships, which is something I'm personally working on, I am very possessive, because I feel like I'm going to lose everything I love, so I hold on to dear life. So that would be interesting for me to talk about it and then have my point of view as someone who is possessive. Um, the talking stage of relationships, when you are not dating, but you are dating, and I guess you're just talking, and I've been there. I have called a guy my boyfriend to my coworkers, and I told him, I was like, yeah, I was like my boyfriend. He's like, you're what? And he completely called me out on it. He's like, we're just talking. And I was like, okay, cool, good to know, sick. <laughs> and then now's the time. This is one I'm probably going to hit up soon. Um, now's the time is what I hear constantly. Now's the time to do this. You're young. Now's the time to, you know, take that trip, to go back to school, to move away. Now's the time. And I want to say a big fuck you to now's the time. But I'm also embracing it, so I would love to talk about that. And thank you again for listening. I appreciate your time, and I'm sending you good vibes and love always.